Hello, everybody. Crypto traders around the world. We're back with another episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net, a.k.a. Basic Cryptonomics. Thank you for joining here today. My name is Leister. I'm your host. We've got a couple topics I want to go through. First, let's get the particulars out of the way, and then we'll jump right into this. Once again, that site is CryptoTalkRadio.net. That's where you're going to find all of our past, present, and future podcast episodes. The podcast is on all major podcasting platforms as well. Feel free to check that out. Let us know what you think. Link at the top says contact. Click that. Fill out the form. Come straight in. We read each and every one of those. We appreciate hearing feedback from our listeners, whether you're a subscriber or not. We would appreciate your subscription if you're a first-time listener. We again welcome you here. We think you're going to find it's completely different from any other crypto podcast that's out there. And hopefully you get great enrichment to the point that you feel like you want to spread the word out there. The last thing I'll call out is our triad membership. The triad is where we are trying to build a community of serious investors, not the kids that say the word Jeet and say the word Keck and can't half read. We're talking serious investors that believe there's something to this cryptocurrency thing and they want to talk to other grown adults, other serious people. Get away from the toxicity. Check it out on the site. Click on triad. It'll tell you about our different tiers for joining the full on triad. If you still have questions, you can join us in our discord channel. CryptoTalkRadio.net slash Discord will take you straight there. And anybody will be happy to answer any questions you may have. Given that, let's go ahead and jump right into our content for today's episode. Hello, once again, here on Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. My name is Leister. I'm your host, and I am recording on a different device. I'm recording on one of my other tablets. So I apologize for the difference in audio quality. Hopefully it doesn't sound too bad, but I can't know till I actually listen it back. And then there are enhancements that are applied by the host. I don't know what that's going to sound like. I did casual talk radio using a different tablet, and that came across decent. I wouldn't say great. Hopefully this one does better because it's Android. We're going to talk some cryptocurrency. And just to give a personal update, because I think it's important, uh, I am in the new place. I'm out of Nevada, completely out of Nevada, gone, done, ditched. Uh, I'm in a new place, and I'm in a penthouse right now. Uh, it's a very swank-type deal, and apparently they don't have very many of these penthouses, and I think it's all just one per floor, and there's six floors in this building, but it's like a, it looks like a one-bedroom apartment. It's it's swank. It's really nice. To the point, I was debating, okay, geez, uh, it's, it's expensive, don't get me wrong, but I was debating whether I'm actually going to leave. I extended it through uh, checkout Friday until I can get my car, because I'm waiting for my car to show up, because I can't go anywhere. Just ordered food from uh, Noodles and Company. Shout out to them. Uh, and they screwed up and had initially forgotten my Mexican Coke. And listen, playing with my Mexican Coke is like playing with my emotions. Let's talk some cryptocurrency, and you'll have to bear with me. I'm going to do the best I can. I don't have all my equipment with me, so I'm not going to be able to do the perfect storm that you're used to. And I apologize for that, and I'll make it up to you on the next episode where I have my computer set up. My computer is in my actual new place, which is around uh, across from the park. But of course, I have no furniture there. The bed's here. So that's why I'm sitting here. So I'm looking at now CoinMarketCap. I'm not using CoinDesk for this one. I'm looking at CoinMarketCap, and I can still zoom out to the month chart. I'm looking and seeing that everything's in the red, sharp red, significant levels of red. Specifically, I'm going to be targeting BOEM of the SHIB ecosystem. I'm going to be talking about that today, but everything's in the red. And a number of different things played into some of the sentiment lost, but it, this is overall crypto again, the total market cap across cryptocurrency. It's currently sitting at $1.04 trillion. 
nowhere close to the $1.21 trillion that we had just three months ago. So because money has flowed out of crypto in total, it's caused a somewhat of a depression across the board for cryptocurrencies. There are some outlier exceptions. You know, Bone had a little bit of a run, didn't last very long. People are a little bit nervous and sketchy and skittish. And I argue there's some validity to the, the concern and the fear that's out there. But I do think that we're going to go on a run sometime in probably if not Q4, then certainly 2024, as I saw it. Just some news that's up on deck, some of which contributed to this, some of which didn't. Coinbase and their base blockchain uh, just recently had a pause put on the block. The base blockchain has been having some major issues. And the irony of this and the reason I wanted to talk about it, of course, Shitoshi Kasama got all sorts of crap from certain crypto folks about the instabilities around Shibarium and a very rough, rugged launch that didn't go very well. And here you have Coinbase, one of the largest organizations in cryptocurrency, and they launched their blockchain and they have issues. Fancy that. I'm not excusing what happened with Shibarium. I do think that it was somewhat rushed. At the same time, we knew there were going to be some challenges. I think part of the problem only was that he didn't own up to the challenges and the issues and say, you know what, this is, we screwed up and we got this wrong. He deflected, played a Chewbacca, and I think that's what made it worse. With Coinbase, they acknowledged it. They said, they put out a statement, said, we are, we're pausing the blocks. We saw some transactions that were affected. We found the issue that we saw, and then we put a fix in there once we saw it. Once we put the fix in there, everything started to get good again, and we were watching it, monitoring it, but we were still seeing some issues, and we're working on those. Now, there's a lot in the base blockchain separate from the way Shibarium works that creates complexity where it's expected that base was going to have some issues. I think the remediation and corrective actions that they took were very expeditious and they did the best they could. And them pausing the block production is them acknowledging, you know what, we still got some stuff we got to work out. We're going to get it fixed, but they're communicating much more effectively than Shitoshi did. To me, I think that this is a bear sentiment for Shibarium. Because it shows, okay, you we have two different situations, two different blockchains here, and they're both layer twos, so there's no excuse there. But for whatever reason, Shitoshi, when you your blockchain is all screwed up, you deflected and did Chewbacca. When Coinbase screws up, they acknowledge it and said, you know, we got that smoke and we got some work to do to get this all sorted out deep, deep, deep. And why is it different? Why is it that you can't do the same thing? People on CoinMarketCap, which I'll talk about here in a second, are still flacking on the guy. Because of the way you communicate. It's all about communication. I don't think people are angry about the failures. I think they're angry about the communication. It's just straight sucked. Grayscale came out. Grayscale, of course, is one of the largest organizations. They're the ones that are trying to do the spot Bitcoin ETF. They came out recently and said that the SEC doesn't have any grounds to turn this down. And they really need to review this. Because they don't have any... What are you rejecting it based on? Reject based on what? Now, the thing is... The SEC was already ordered by a judge that their rejections of these were unequal and they needed to review them again and go back and do it. Well, that never said that they had to approve it. They just said they had to review it. And they did review it and they didn't actually deny it. They just simply said, you know, we're delaying this a little bit so we can look at it a little bit deeper. Grayscale is pushing back and they're saying, you know, we should build, there's no reason not to push this forward. Absolutely no reason. If there was any difference between this and anything else, We'd have seen it, but there's no difference of this. It's basically the same thing. This should move forward. I don't think it's going to escalate anything. I don't think it's going to speed anything up. I think we're still going to be waiting a little bit on the spot Bitcoin ETF. And again, 
this was going to trigger a bullish run. Everybody kind of expected it. And when it didn't happen and we saw the delay coming out of SEC, it caused a little bit of various activities and Bitcoin went on the dump. Bitcoin hovering around 25,000 mark as I last looked at it. And I think part of this was, hey, look, we want to see this happen because we know it's going to trigger significant volume on the Bitcoin side. And then when it didn't happen, everything went to crap. On the flip, though, you may not have known, but there's a lot of whales and they're buying the dips on Bitcoin in particular. Well, I think it was $1.5 billion worth of Bitcoin being swooped up as everything was dipping down. Now, this did not trigger any sort of significant change in activity. We're still about 25.8 as I talk about this. And Ethereum's hovering about 16, 1.6, right? 1600. So we're not seeing a significant run based on it, but it is, I think, important to know that there's still a belief that Bitcoin's going to go on a run. That's the takeaway here. The last bit of news that I'll talk about relates to what I just talked about with the Bitcoin whales. The blockchains, people have been doing analysis on blockchains and they've noticed that a lot of these wallets that are out there on various chains, they're starting to diversify less. What do I mean? I mean that they're starting to centralize their assets and their holdings around Bitcoin. A lot of them are selling some of these other alt assets, secondary assets. They'll keep it like Ethereum, right? AVAX, you know, the main ones. But a lot of them are headed straight to Bitcoin. And this is good and bad. I would say it's good in the sense that there's a belief and confidence in Bitcoin. Not so good in the sense that it's not new money. So if you had, let's say, $10,000 in various cryptocurrencies and all you're doing is shuffling it around to centralize assets, I wouldn't think that that's a good thing. I wouldn't consider that bullish because the problem is that we need new money. We've always needed new money. With the recent drop, where it spiked up to $1.11 trillion in total market cap and then crapped back down to $1.04 trillion, that's not bullish. So we need new money in it. There's no confidence for the new money. A lot of the wealthy players now are sitting on the sidelines waiting to see what's going to happen with SEC. And as a result, they're not pulling the trigger like we expect them to. This then, of course, affects everybody else, which gets me to my last topic for today, which is around BOEM. The SHIB Ecosystems token, central token, governance token. BOEM has been having major issues ever since its run up just recently where it went to 1.71 cents. And then now it's about a dollar ish and people are nervous. The volume numbers look great. The market cap took a hit. The market cap took a significant hit. It was about 300 million. It's down to 230 million-ish. Circulating supply has not significantly changed, but the volume itself, although up, the market cap being down tells us that people are leaving this specific token. And some people on CoinMarketCap are still blaming Shitoshi Kasama. They think that Shitoshi screwed the pooch and as a result, sent him his harm. I think that plays somewhat into it, but I also think there's more to it. I think this is a symptom of Ethereum. Remember, Bone is still connected to Ethereum on the Ethereum chain. As a result, it's going to be subject to the whims of what Ethereum is going to do. No matter what, all of these are going to be subject to the whims of what a Bitcoin is going to do. So until those go up, you're not going to see significant movement on Bone. It just so happened that there were some people that bought in and bought the dips repeatedly because they wanted to stack Bone as they've wanted to do because they know what most people believe, which is that Bone is going to go on a major run and its price is going to go significantly higher. It's just a matter of time. Most people have pegged that as a couple of, about a couple of years out. Not going to happen in the short term. It could, but it's highly unlikely. Think about this. 
If bones the government's to governance token for Shibarium, and bone is to be used as a gas token for Shibarium, that means that there has to be traffic on Shibarium. To get traffic, you have to have applications. Currently, we don't have significant applications. There are a couple, but not significant. And there are token projects spinning up on Shibarium, but most of them are crap. They are scams, rug pulls, etc. So right now, it doesn't really do anything. And until it does something, bone's utility is still open. And we need to close that gap. We need to get it to where we're able to use it as the utility token that it's claimed to be. That's going to take a long time. And so it's one of those faith-based things. I would argue somebody that invests, you know, a minimum of 5000 bucks at Bone is going to make a lot of money someday. But that's a lot of money to ask people to set aside and not have access to for the foreseeable future. Because it's not like you can just, you know, you could take the risk of selling out and buying it later. But, you know, a dollar is pretty low for Bone. I think its bottom is like a 80 cents or some odd. So a dollar is pretty low. And I think it's a discount, but you got to have faith. You got to believe this thing's going to go up. And many people don't have that faith. They feel like it's not going to go anywhere because they've seen it in red for so long. And I don't blame them. I'm not telling them they're right or wrong, good or bad. I'm saying that I don't blame them for the way they feel. And if you're one of those that's keeping an eye out and you're concerned as well, all I can tell you is that right now, Shibarium doesn't do anything. And until that changes, Bones utility is open question. Doesn't mean that it's not going to be a thing. Simply that right now, this is what we have to work with. And we're going to have to look at it at a bigger picture long term. Because Bone, Shib, all of them, Fleesh, they're long plays. They always have been. They always will be. And until Shibarium does something of note, you're not going to see significant price movement. you got to decide what that means to you. Could mean that you're not going to stay in it. Could mean that you're just going to hold line. Could mean that you're just going to day trade it. There's multiple ways you can slice it or flat out ignore it. None of those are wrong answers. And you got to make a choice. But the people on CoinMarketCap, if any of them listen to my show, what I'll tell them is, do we have to wait six months for the next pump? Maybe. Is it Shitoshi's fault that it's not going up? I don't agree, but it's okay if you feel that way. I think there's more to it. I think the industry overall is harming bone at this point. I think that it's a little bit premature to expect significant price movement. I also think that if you look at how low Bitcoin is, bone's upward potential is strong. Remember, bone's actual all-time high is about $42-ish, and then the more logical all-time high is about $15-ish. But if you look at all of the other gas tokens that are out there, gas coins, especially Ethereum, but mostly like AVAX, Phantom, Polygon, Matic, if you look at them and you look at their trend, you zoom all the way out and you look at their trend and where they started, many of them started less than a penny. Bone's already at a dollar. And so it, it, Bone's not been around very long. It feels like it has, right? But it hasn't been a, around very long. I think Bitcoin started price trading, what, late 2012, 2013? And then here we are. 2023 at $25,000. Well, geez, there was a time, you know the story about a guy trading Bitcoins for pizzas because it wasn't worth jack. I think everything is a long play. And, and part, of the, part of the nervousness people have is you're being asked to, if you want to take that gamble, because it's a gamble, you're being asked to set aside a significant amount of money in order to make money at some point in the future that's assuming you're still alive and around. Because you're not going to be made a millionaire off 100 bucks. Those stories are the exception to the rule. However, you should only invest how much you're okay losing because all of this is a gamble. It is very well possible that Shibarium is a catastrophic failure. I'm not trying to put the fear of terror in you. I'm being realistic. If we look at Pulse Chain as an example, the PLS and PLSX tokens crapped shortly after it launched and they never recovered. 
Now, the difference there is that they didn't really have any sort of backing. They had no sort of strength. They had no foundation to work off of. They were just launched, and it is a thing, and it was hype. So it became a pump and dump. Here, at least you had some foundation and a community that's already there, and people had already traded it and bought it and sold it, and, and it's on exchanges. It's been around for ages. It has more stability, and it's I think its bottom is a lot more stable than what you see in Pulse, coin, Pulse Chain. But like with Shibarium, Pulse Chain doesn't really do anything. Without activity and utility, you're not going to get price movement. So I can't tell you what to do with your money. I will tell you, I firmly believe Bone is one of those that's a rocket ship waiting to launch, but it's being held back by the larger by the larger business and the economy of cryptocurrency. It is not that there's anything wrong, necessarily. It's premature. People expect too much price movement too fast. This is all going to take time. You're either patient or you're not, or you completely ignore it. All of these are viable answers, and that's all the information I have for you. Big picture, I think we'll be fine. It's just a, it's a waiting game, and that's, that's frustrating for a lot of people, and I understand it. That's going to do it for today's episode of Crypto Talk Radio, found at CryptoTalkRadio.net. I want to thank you for listening here today. I know you have choices, whether you're a new listener or a subscriber. We appreciate each and every one of you. Check out our site, CryptoTalkRadio.net. We have a contact form, the link's at the very top. We'd love to hear from you and how we're doing and what you like or what you don't like. We read each and every one of those. Also, check out our triad. The triad is a community that we're working to build forward of strong, smart investors the ones that want to lead us into the next generation of cryptocurrency to evolve cryptocurrency into a more mature investment strategy for people, help people as they're growing and they get into this space. We don't want the ones that say the word Jeet and the ones that say the word Keck. We want the ones that treat this as a serious thing. Join us on our journey. Until next time, take care, be safe. Please don't YOLO into projects, any project. It doesn't matter what it is. Be smart with your investments. Make sure you always keep a roof over your head, food on your table. Your family comes first. Don't get stuck in this. Our goal is to try to help keep you safe, but we're only an informing source. There are a lot of sources out there, some of which are not really looking out for you. They're looking out for themselves. So always be careful with the advice that you take and what you do with that information is up to you, but just be smart about it is all we ask. See you next episode.